welcome to the Business Balance Podcast. I'm Emma Langton, Mindset Coach and Hypnotherapist, and each week I bring you conversations and coaching about getting the balance in business, and we talk about mindset, strategy, boundaries, balance, and a whole lot more, so you can create a brilliant business life and still enjoy time off. Now, you can find me at www.emmalangton.com where you can join my newsletter or book a call with me to have a chat about how to get this to work for you in a really personalised way. Now, this week, I want to talk to you about the power of positive thinking. How do we maintain positive thinking in our lives when there's always so much negativity that's going on and, and there's there's war, there's fighting, there's there's disruption... I mean, does it sound easier said than done? Or maybe you're already groaning and going, oh my God, she's going to go into loads of fluffy stuff and, and things that are relevant to kind of tree-huggy people. Well, there's a bit of science behind some of this. So um, if you're a regular listener to me in my podcast, you will know that I love a little bit of science and stuff behind things. So bear with me, we're not going to go fluffy on today's episode. Now, I'm often heard saying that mindset is really powerful, but just thinking positive stuff isn't the be-all and end-all. As I've said, there's scientific research that shows how you think affects how you respond or how you react to certain situations. And it isn't just about telling ourselves, oh, you know, everything's fine, it's fine, whatever happens, we're fine. Um, Or just repeating phrases like, today's a great day. Yeah, today's a great day. Or in my daughter's case, I love school. Yeah, I love school. Because, I think I went into a bit of an American accent then, sorry. Um, How we think and feel and respond can have this huge effect on our physical and emotional well-being. And when we are genuinely more positive about how we think about things, about facing our day, about, you know, um, big or small situations. It enables us to be so much less, more, so much, so much less stressed. You can keep your cool in difficult situations. And then that's a good thing too. So when we start to think positively, we really are rewiring our brain. We're creating new neural pathways. That's all the little bits and pieces in your brain. That's like your electrical wiring in your brain so that eventually that positive thinking becomes automatic. Now, when I say eventually, you know, don't get into doom and gloom here. Stay with the positive thinking. (laughs) Because it doesn't take that long, you know, in the scheme of things. But before we dive into some tips on how you can get the best out of positive thinking, let me just set a caveat here. Because positive thinking does not mean that you never have a negative thought or an unpleasant feeling or situation ever again. Oh, goodness, you know, if that happened, actually, we'd be really in trouble. Because we have to recognise difficult, hurt or upset feelings. Pushing them away and pretending everything's fine is not a good strategy. Let me explain. If we hurt ourselves, 
if we give ourselves a knock or you know a physical hurt then our you know our bodies let us know that if we carry on going I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine you might be walking around with a broken leg I mean how would that be our bodies send us messages you know as warnings and things like that we might have an illness you know um, that we can't actually see we might have a break or a pain or something like that so we have to be realistic about this positive thinking or you know another situation earlier this year I had a couple of clients who both had had deaths in the family and they were trying to stay positive about the things whilst they were looking at it rationally you know and saying oh but they were old or they'd had a good life or well yes they were tired and they were in pain well all of that is true on a really rational level but there's still loss going on there there's still a big hurt so you are entitled to feel pain to feel lost to feel upset so whether it's a pain that you've got in your body where your body's telling you that there's a problem whether it's loss or or, or upset in some way you know it might be part of the grieving process or you have suffered in some way Maybe, you know, somebody's treated you badly. You, you know, you're hurt emotionally or physically. Maybe you've had a different kind of upset, like not getting the job that you want or, or struggle with, say, a particular client or a contract or a, or a piece of work that you're, you're doing. Sometimes it might be more about disappointment or being let down by somebody. But there can be a ton of ways that we can feel hurt, upset and worried. The important thing with this is that you do allow yourself at some time to recognise that loss, that pain, and allow it to be there. Because if we constantly try to forget or ignore, then it will just build up and build up and spill over, either as, as anger or illness, you know, or something that takes a lot longer to come back from. You know, like say, if we had that broken leg and you kept walking around on it, but I don't know what the disaster would be, but it doesn't sound good. <laughs> so it's important that you allow yourself time to recognise. If the feeling is building up, allow yourself a little bit of time to to cry, you know, to be upset, to 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 speak to somebody about it, to say, you know, that 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 you're finding things difficult. Because doing it that way, kind of facing things head on, helps you to release any any difficulty, any negativity. If it's loss, if it's sadness, if it's grief, pain, distress, you release it instead of storing it up and having it eat away at you. You might just want to have a cry in the shower on the morning. Give yourself, you know, 10 minutes to just feel like things are a bit difficult at the moment. You know, crying is a release of feelings, you know, and as well, the tears trigger um, calming and healing chemicals in your body. So there's all this automatic stuff that goes on that is kind of good for us. The trick is not to stay wallowing in a pit of doom and gloom, you know. It is about recognising where you're at and allowing yourself time to manage those feelings instead of ignoring them, okay? So why do we then focus on the negative stuff in a general everyday basis negativity um negative thinking is about our survival instinct 
You know, we're wired to notice the negatives in order to keep us safe. We couldn't be standing somewhere with a big tiger or a bear in front of us and then, you know, trying to be positive and going, oh my, what big teeth you've got. We'd be like little red riding hood, wouldn't we? But (laughs) getting about to be eaten. Um, So, you know, that negativity is a survival instinct. We've got to recognise that. But the thing is that in today's world, many of those things that we worry about are not truly life and death situations. Yes, there might be worry, there might be um, there might be risk, there might be harm, but there is no bear or tiger chasing us. So it is sometimes a matter of perception as well. And you know, negative thinking can become a habit. You know, you see one negative situation and then and then then you see another and then another. And then you're constantly thinking of all the things that are negative in your brain and you're because we are wired to notice that your brain then goes into survival mode and then it's looking for every bit of perceived danger and then we become really stressed and this can lead to even more problems so it makes everything that we do so much harder to achieve and it can lead to illness and even burnout you know check out that other episode where i talked about one of my clients experiencing that because they were in a negative situation all the time the thing is that we can train our brains to notice more of the positives in life rather than these negatives thinking positively leads us to feeling positive emotions too and then that in turn means that we more naturally wired in our brains to see the positive situations and it also then leads us to take more positive action Have you ever known people like that? You know, those people where they say, oh, whatever happens to them, they'll come up smelling of roses. That's kind of why. But you can create those feelings, these situations for you too. In order to train your brain to think positively, we need to start to think positively. We need to create new neural pathways in the brain so that eventually the positive thinking becomes automatic. One of the first things that you can do is to begin to notice things that you're thankful or grateful for in your day. List five things each and every day. Just take five minutes in the morning or in an evening or maybe on your journey home to think about your day. Pick out five things that went well for you. Now, these don't have to be massive achievements. This is not what your boss is going to look for, okay? Maybe think about Maybe it was just that you had an umbrella when it rained. Or you're thankful that a a meeting or a phone call went really well. Maybe it's just that the sun is shining. Maybe you had a good idea about X, Y, Z, whatever it is. So it doesn't have to be really big things. But then to enhance that, we can write it down. So we're not just thinking it. We're kind of feeling it with us writing it down. And then we also are seeing it again as it's written down. Keep a separate notebook for these sort of five things in your day. You begin to see the positive things build up. And then also, the good thing about if you do begin to write them down, is that if you really struggle one day, you can look back through those sort of lists of five things and you get some some prompts or, you know, you get um, bits of help and, and reminders for that difficult day. And you can go, oh yeah, but that did happen the same as it happened that other day. 
But you also then notice how you've got, you know, one, two, five, ten, twenty consecutive days of these five good things that have happened. And that helps you to remember that even if that day has been completely right off disastrous, hopefully you don't get too many of them. But if it is, then you've got this backup that not every day is like that. And that leads me to my next bit about keeping things in perspective. It's so easy to have the last, I don't know, the last meeting, the last client, the last hour of the day to go really difficult, even journey home if you if, if you travel to and from work. And then we tell ourselves, oh God, today was just awful. That's a really rubbish day, you know? And we don't want that. My girls would come home from school sometimes going, oh, it was awful. And then when we talked and unpicked things, usually what it meant was we would find that they'd struggled in the last lesson of the day or the, or the second to last lesson of the day, usually because it was something that they found difficult or maybe even sometimes just because they were tired. But they kept that bit in our mind. They kept that negative bit in their mind, as we do, don't we? And we believed the whole day was awful. But if you just take a bit of time to look back and to reflect, then we might find that there are a few good things in there too. Even if it was just that you had a nice sandwich at lunchtime. Or that you did get a lunch break. Or even to drink your coffee while it's hot. As I sit here recognising that my coffee's gone cold as I'm recording this. You know, maybe it's something just as simple as that. It, like I say, it doesn't have to be big things. And then you can turn these negatives around. That's the next thing. If you're telling yourself something is too difficult, I'll never be any good at, then actually you're negatively, um, well, negatively hypnotizing yourself into believing that. You're training your brain to believe that. If you start to begin to listen to yourself, and I mentioned that in another episode, you can turn this around. So instead of the kind of, oh, I can't do maths, and um, you can have, even though I struggle with maths, I'm going to have a go at this. Or just put yet on the end of any sentence. You know, I'm no good at maths yet. You know, I can't fix my website yet. Um. Instead of, oh, it's going to be so difficult to be able to update my website. Try something like, even though this might be challenging, I will work through this. And a really common one that I hear with people is, I never have enough time for. People are often, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. Oh, I'm too busy and I've got so much to do. You're focusing on the negatives and the volume of things. I often have people say, I always have enough time in my day for whatever it is that they need. It might be for work, for family, for play, you know, for getting stuff done. But the thing is that you can say these phrases, but you have to begin to believe them. People often develop affirmations and then regularly say them to themselves each and every day if it's something that regularly comes up for them. 
But the trick with it is you have to believe it. There's no point saying all this stuff if a part of your mind is kind of going, oh my God, what a load of rubbish. Yes, yes, I've got more than enough time. No, you haven't. You've got, I've seen that size of that to-do list. You know, you're like some Jekyll and Hyde split personality. No, we don't want that, do we? So, because <laughs> then you need some serious help. It's more than just coaching for that, listeners. So, <laughs> um. But you can sort of turn these negatives around. You can turn around some of these phrases and sayings that you have by listening to what you regularly say. Go and check out episode two about how you're listening to yourself. Okay. And if you are feeling that you are, all of this negativity is about how you doubt yourself, you know, and how things are just you know, you kind of got a lack of belief in your ability to do these things like my kids have with maths, which is why you hear me regularly mentioning it. Then you can also check out episode four, which is talking about moving from self-doubt to self-belief, you know. But on a general basis, you can turn things around for yourself by changing the phraseology that you use and the way that you think about these things. You know, even if something is difficult, like I said, the reason we're wired for negatives it's because we're, you know, we're on the lookout for danger. But if updating your website or doing maths is not going to mean that you're going to die. Okay? <laughs> Hopefully not. So, you can surround yourself with positive people. Because, here's a warning, health warning for you listen to this one. This is a real life situation I overheard one day. Somebody was sharing how they got a promotion. And when they shared it with somebody, the response that they got was, oh, how much more travel do you have to do? Imagine. How negative is that? No, congratulations, no, well done. Just, how much more travel do you have to do? You don't need to spend time with these people. You definitely need to minimise the time that you spend with these people and the impact that they have on you. I feel like I'm doing a, a revisit of all my episodes today because actually I talk about this in one of my episodes about, you know, protecting yourself from others. I think it's episode seven. You know, when you surround yourself with people that lift you up and people that talk positively and that give you encouragement, we naturally pick up on that, on the kind of the language and the vibes that it all gives out. You know, but if there are some people in your life and your circumstances that are going to just find a negative, then have a think about what you can do about that listening to that other episode you know okay you can also make sure that you do things that you know that, that release feel good chemicals and that give you positive situations and times that you can then go and reflect on and begin to write down into that five list that I mentioned at the beginning or visit your happy place I talked about this in episode one Go to the place that you feel the happiest, that gives you positive feelings. It's a good thing. You can do it in real life. You can do it just by visualizing this place in your mind. And it gives you really good feelings in your body. It gives you positive thoughts and feelings in your mind too. When you are rewiring your brain you do need to be fairly consistent but you know you've got a few choices about how you put in this consistency here with the options that I gave you but it's like anything it's like when we learn the times tables or even learning to drive we had to think about it first didn't we you know remember mirror signal maneuver 
but then it comes automatic. So this power of positive thinking, it doesn't necessarily happen overnight, but you know, in the scheme of things, just a few months, you know, of thinking about this, a few weeks, a few months, a bit of consistent effort, then you will find that you are doing this more positively. Research has shown that this is what happens. So that's got to be worth the effort, right? So which one of these do you think you can start to do this week to help you to feel more positive? I'd really love it if you dropped me a note and let me know. But if you liked this episode, or if you think it will help somebody else, please do share it. And even go, if you're listening on iTunes, go into um, the detail and leave me a review. I'd really love it if you did that too. And then I'll see you again on the next episode. Bye for now.